welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 79, Being Unstoppable. It's November 29th, 2022. I'm your host, Lisa Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and podcaster. I also happen to be a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, well-loved, and healthy, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moskovich. Being unstoppable. What a great topic. I'm very excited. This isn't going to be a long podcast, but I think it will be powerful. This is not the kind of thing that you need every day, but when you need it, it can be very valuable. So what are we going to cover today? Well, I'm going to talk about what do I mean by being unstoppable and give you some few benefits and uh, talk about what stops people in life generally, what would be possible for you, kind of outline some ideas or expectations, and then I'm going to give you a few suggestions if you decide that being unstoppable is the kind of thing that might benefit you here or there. All right, so if you're new to my content, I hope you're going to visit my website at www.lisaalundy.com and enter my current giveaway because I tend to really, apparently I'm really enjoying the giveaway, so I'm I'm keeping I'm keeping them going. Uh, right now, uh, I have one that ends in December and, and a current one that's going to keep going until I run out of supplies. The next important piece is that you need to understand I'm not a medical or health professional or therapist in any capacity, and you should get your medical or therapy advice from a licensed health care provider. So I'm not that. Next, if you're feeling suicidal or hopeless or life is too hard or you're thinking of harming yourself, I'm asking you to stop and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. What I'm asking you is to get help because there's help available. Now, it's probably not going to be from the people who you might want to help you, but so what? Post on social media, tell people, just take the help that's available. All right, so that's that. Now, what do I mean by being unstoppable? Well, we're going to start with the first word, which is being. And being basically means like a state or quality of something. So it's a state or quality. And unstoppable, well, stop means to obstruct or to block. So unstoppable in the dictionary is incapable, incapable of being stopped, difficult or impossible to preclude or stop, incapable of being stopped. So if we put those all together, it's this kind of flavor. It's you're all in, like all in, all caps. You are going for it, whatever it takes. You are going to keep going until you get whatever it is that you want or get it done. You will never give up. Your desire 
is bigger than your fears, bigger than your considerations, bigger than your objections, and bigger than your circumstances. You will not let anyone or anything get in the way, parentheses, within reason, people. Now, we don't do use this being unstoppable with illegal activities or doing bad things to people. No, this is the goodness love channel where we do good things. So this does not apply to criminal activity or doing bad things. So continuing on, you are clear that you're going to keep at it until you accomplish whatever it is or have it. You can see it. You can feel it. You know it's coming. You might not know how to do it. In fact, it's likely that you don't know how to accomplish or have or do whatever, but you're going to figure it out and you're just that committed that you know you'll figure it out. So that gives you the flavor of being unstoppable. Now I want to mention that this is something that you can use here or there when a situation dictates, when it might be appropriate, like wherever you need to. And certainly it's helpful, certainly helpful if you're dealing with certain issues and problems. And it's certainly extremely helpful and valuable if you think something's impossible. So there's kind of the overview, the, the state of being where you are all in, you will take no prisoners, you are going to do whatever it takes. So what are the benefits? <laughs> oh, there's so many benefits, but I only, I only listed 10. So number one, you're more likely to accomplish it, have it, get it, do it, if you're being unstoppable. It's just more likely. And number two, even if you don't succeed, because sometimes you'll succeed and sometimes you won't, you're going to have a very deep satisfaction that you gave it your best, you gave it your all, you went to the mat, you went all out. There's a lot of satisfaction in knowing you really went to the mat, which leads me to my third benefit, which is you're not going to have regrets. Regrets are painful and regrets last a lifetime and regrets have an incredible staying power. Just look, just look at the books that talk about what people are pondering before they pass away, which is often regrets. Mostly it's a lot of regrets. Number five, it's likely that you're going to grow and develop in some ways because you're going to go beyond your comfort zone. It's likely and possible you may learn new things. And certainly going to the mall, to the wall, going to the mat, going like being all in helps build self-confidence and self-esteem for you as a person. It's, it's very predictable and likely that people will admire and respect you. And I have a caveat after they get, after they get done laughing and ridiculing you, because if you're going for something big, yeah, you know, it's very likely people might criticize, ridicule, ridicule, condemn you. I have a whole podcast about that. Um, depends on what you're doing. And hopefully you're going to feel motivated and inspired because you have this big desire. Like hopefully you're feeling that. And the last thing is it can be incredibly exciting and invigorating to really just like go for something. All right. Now, 
This is not the typical thing people do, by the way. People don't typically go about life being unstoppable. They try something, they fail, they stop. Or they tried love, they got wounded, so they gave up. Or they started a job, it didn't go well, so they went, you know, like, it's just not the typical thing that people are unstoppable. So why, why is that? What stops people? Well, here's the, here's some of the top things. Uh, emotions like fear. Fear is very powerful. Most of us, myself included, we have lots of fears, you know, and fears aren't unreasonable. It's just one of the things that stops people. One of the things that stops people is doing things they've never done before. Another thing is if no one else has ever done it, that's a big showstopper for most people. If it's never, ever been done, a lot of people won't even try. And if you don't believe you can do it, that's a showstopper. You don't feel like you can do it. You can't see it happening. That, that prevents things from getting started. Other people telling you that you won't be or can't be successful, that will stop a lot of people. Um, thinking, feeling, or believing that you somehow don't deserve it or you're not worthy of it is kind of a showstopper. Not asking for help. If you're going to be unstoppable, sometimes you just have to ask for, you know, guidance or support, which is the next thing is sometimes people can't be unstoppable because they don't have enough support or the right support or any support. I already mentioned this, but a big showstopper for some people, what stops people is the fear or knowing, either the fear of or knowing they will be judged, criticized, condemned, ridiculed, talked about, gossiped about, whatever, for going for something. And that's sad, but it, it happens. Being told no. Sometimes people get told no, and that's it. That's the end of that. Giving up. Not knowing how to go about it. Some people get stopped by the fact that they don't know where to begin. They don't know what to do. So that's another thing. Failing multiple times. Sometimes people fail once, twice, three times, and then they give up. So failing multiple times stops people. Another thing that stops people is they do the same thing over and over and over again, and they expect a different result. That's not how it works, people. So, But that will stop people. Not thinking or dreaming big. Cognitive distortions is a big player here because that's a form of irrational thinking. And irrational thinking stops people in all kinds of ways. Low self-esteem, being unwilling to take a calculated risk or a small risk, that's called playing it safe. Unwilling to get out of your comfort zone, lack of being resourceful, excuses and justifications, well that's very common. You know, you'll have all kinds of excuses and justifications why you can't do it, why it won't work, or it can't be done, or what have you. Not being honest with yourself or others, there's a biggie. Denial, oftentimes people are in denial about some aspect of it. Uh, another big thing is you don't want it bad enough. Like if you want something bad enough, you're going to like, you're going to, you're going to be unstoppable because you want it that bad. So your desire has to be big enough. It has to be high enough. Um, sometimes what stops people is they don't want to be the pack leader. They don't want to be out in front leading the charge. 
And sometimes people are not willing to fight for what they want. They never had to fight for anything, and they're not willing to fight for anything. Another thing that stops people, which is completely reasonable, but that's dangerous people and dangerous circumstances. They don't have to stop you people. There's a, there's a way to live life with dangerous people and dangerous circumstances. I know about that, yeah. All right, and the last thing, which is number 30, is circumstances. Sometimes people will allow their circumstances to get in the way instead of looking at their circumstances and figuring out how can I do it anyway. So those are common, common, common things that stop people. So I want to give you some, some examples of being unstoppable because it's like, it's not something you need every day. You don't need this when you're going to the grocery store. You don't need this when you're getting gas. You don't need this when you're hanging out with your friends. But there are occasions where it's going to be very, very helpful. So why not have it? It's a tool. It's a tool to put in your toolbox. So I have three examples I'll get into briefly. So one of them is I, I wrote a thank you note to an author of a history book, a particular kind of history book, which I won't say. And the author, unbeknownst to me, when I wrote the thank you note, was off the grid. The author was down under, off the grid, not to be found. And I found that surprising because the book was not that old. The book was only two or three years old. So me being resourceful, I just thought, oh, I really, it was a really compelling book, by the way, like moved me tremendously, even though it's history, but it was in health. So, um, I, I looked and looked and looked and I finally found a place where this man used to work. So I thought, oh, well, I'll call there because someone there is definitely still friends with this guy. I mean, a guy who would write a book like this, he's probably got five or six guys, five or six people where he used to work that are he's still in touch with. So I called his former employer and the receptionist pretty much hung up on me right away saying, oh, he doesn't work here anymore, click. So I thought, hmm, I really, really didn't get much in. So I, I thought, well, hmm, you know, and I didn't do anything, but I thought the next day I thought, you know, no, I'm going to, I'm going to try again. So the next day I called again, got the same receptionist, got a little bit more in. So she knew, I know he doesn't work there anymore. However, somebody knows him. Somebody's still friends with him. Nope. Nobody's friends with him hung up. And this goes on for the balance of a week. I'm not sure what day I started calling, but this was a couple days, a couple, couple times this happened. I only called once a day. I mean, come on, people. I'm reasonable. I'm actually very reasonable. I may be unstoppable in some situations, but I'm reasonable. So the, the weekend comes and I thought, well, you know what? I don't have to send him a thank you note. It's not that important to me. It's not a big deal. He'll never know. Who cares? I'm busy. I'm up to stuff. And I just went about my weekend, not committed in any way to send, get in touch with him and get him the thank you. But Monday came and it was just right there. Call, just call. Like it's important. Like it's really important. And I thought, what the, but I, I, I called and the receptionist answered and she right away, she said, Oh, it's you. And I'm, 
shocked because she hasn't hung up on me. And I kind of said, um, yes, it's, it's me. And she, she said, well, I was just thinking about you. And I didn't say anything because I'm, I'm stunned. I'm deer in the headlights shocked. So she finally says, well, don't you want to know what I was thinking about? <laughs> Wait, oh, well, yeah, 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 sure. And she said, well, I was thinking about you this morning and I was wonder, wondering when you're, when you're going to stop calling here. And in that moment, it was just so clear to me. I just said, look, I am never going to stop calling until I find who's still friends with Mr. So-and-so. And her response was stunning. She said, oh, just a minute. Uh, that's Mary in accounting. Let me switch you back. And she switched me back. So the week before, she'd been running around looking for who was who was still friends with this man. He used to work there. Now, the longer version of it is this was meant to happen because he got my, so I sent the letter, which was a thank you note for writing this book, to the employee that still worked there. She then opened it. I mean, I talked to her and she said, oh yeah, send it to me. I'll, I said, just open it, read it. You'll see it's a basic note and then you can send it on to him. So she did that and sent it on to him and he eventually called me. And, you know, it was perfect because, you know, the universe wanted me to connect with him in a very big way because he had information that I should know that I didn't know I should know. And I gave him some encouragement that he probably needed. So it was perfect. But there's one example. Now, I have another example, which I won't say much about, but there was someone who I loved deeply and dearly who was, who had uh, a terminal diagnosis and wasn't expected to live. And that was completely me being unstoppable to help them because the doctor said there's, there's no survival past this. No one survives. No one survives past this age, you know, this many years with the condition and they're 14 years past the death date. I mean, I call it the death date. I'm not exactly sure the medical term. And that was completely being unstoppable. Like, just like, no, no way am I going to let that person die if I can do anything about it. And so being unstoppable in healthcare with medical conditions is amazing, but you will have to do your own research. Like I went to the medical library over and over and over again, you know, getting articles and reading up on things. And I, I do have three moving boxes of medical research materials that I will keep forever. So that was just completely unstoppable. And by the way, they're the only person, at least as of six or seven years ago, they're the only person known to have survived past the death date from the U.S. So being unstoppable can be very powerful. My last example is I got through three concurrent traumas. That's three traumas happening at the same time that were intentional by someone who wanted to crush me. And I did not, I was not crushed and I could, I could go on and on and I will give another couple of little previews later, but the, you get the idea, like what is it you really want and what would be possible for you if you brought being unstoppable to your life? Well, you'd have to pause for a moment You'd have to contemplate 
what is it I really wanted that I forgot? Or what is it I've always wanted but not had? Or what would be amazing for me? I don't know what that is for you. And, you know, it's possible that being unstoppable could mean that you could have the love of your life or that you could have joy and happiness, like long-lasting joy and happiness. It could mean that you have more money or could mean you get out of debt or could mean that you move or you might get your house cleaned up and in an order or organized. You could, it might mean you make new friends. Like, making friends is hard, okay? Let's just be honest. I've got plenty of YouTube videos about it. I have a podcast. It's not easy to make friends, and people give up on making friends because it's just not that easy. So, like, you might deal with your issues and problems if you brought being unstoppable to your life. I don't know what it might mean. It might mean you would get in shape for the first time, or it might mean you get in shape and you stay in shape. You know, it might mean you get healthy. It might mean you learn new things. Like, who knows what is possible for you if you brought being unstoppable to your life? I just don't know. But many times there are things people want in life, like they really want. And they start out and then they fail and they never try it again. They're not being unstoppable. So, like, what would it mean to you? Well, I don't know what it would mean to you, but isn't it a great tool to have? So what can you expect if you decide you're going to try, you're going to try, you're going to be bold and try this new tool? Well, it's very likely that you're going to get confronted. Because anytime we venture out to the, the edges of our comfort zone, it's a little confronting. So you should probably expect to be a little confronted and I have a whole podcast about being confronted and you should also expect that your quote-unquote stuff is going to show up because when you you live in your comfort zone because you don't have to confront anything it's easy it's comfortable so when you you start to dip your toe outside the comfort zone or you throw your whole leg out there or half of your body your stuff might show up you know, your trust issues, you're not being vulnerable, whatever your issues are. I don't know what your stuff is. And it's very likely impossible. You might have to go through the eye of the needle, which I've done many times. And trust me, you'll, you'll get over it. Fears are very predictable, almost guaranteed, pretty much guaranteed, but not 100%. The issue of Failing and failure in your relationship to failure will probably show up. That's likely. And there are probably going to be times where you wonder if you can do it. Like where you are filled with self-doubt and wonder. And certain situations will pop up that make you go, well, what if, what if? And you may well be concerned about what people think about you. Or what people are saying about you if they know what you're trying to do. And and the other thing you can expect is you might fail. Like you might fail, you might fail several times, or you know, like you don't know. But being unstoppable has all these benefits because you I mean, listen, I failed in two marriages. But did I go to the did I was I unstoppable of trying to make them work? Well, yes. So do I have regrets about it? Oh, heck no. So 
People might also criticize you and ridicule you or condemn you. And so you need to kind of brace yourself and expect those things. Now, one of the things that's, so I have some suggestions, but before I get into the suggestions, I want to mention what I call don't take no for an answer. Now this, this is not like a rule of law, so this does not apply to everything because you have to have boundaries, people, you have to have rational thinking, you have to have certain components, but there's kind of a, a piece of this where, you know, you don't take no for an answer. So I wanted to give you three examples. So one is, um, I used to do small favors for a convent of cloistered nuns. And the one nun that I had been helping with driving and little favors was kind of, I thought, based on how she was talking to me, close to possibly passing away. So uh, I went to see the Mother Superior. Now, in a cloistered monastery, you get to see them through a little tiny people. You don't, you don't see them like you would see someone in a room. So through this little peephole, I had my cell phone number written on a piece of paper and I asked the mother superior, God, God rest both of these women. God love both of these women because I love both of them. But I said to mother superior, here's my cell phone number. If anything happens to sister Mary Teresa, I want you to call me. And she said, Oh, Lisa, I'm so sorry. We don't do that. And I said, that's okay. Here's my cell phone number. I want you to call me if anything happens to Sister Mary Teresa so we can we can come and be here. Oh, Lisa, we, we just simply don't do that. We, we don't have an allowance for that. And by the way, if you don't know about cloistered convents of nuns, they have all kinds of rules. And and it's it's not for bad reasons. It's not bad. There's nothing bad about it, but they just have certain guidelines and certain ways that they live. So she was, Mother Superior was telling me that she just couldn't do it. And I said, that's okay. I'm asking anyway. Here's my number. I'm asking anyway. So you take my number and whatever happens is whatever happens, but I'm asking you to call me if anything happens. And she didn't really say, okay, I'll call you. She never said that. And I just left knowing that whatever was meant to happen would happen and, and something Sister Mary Teresa did pass away and the kids and I happened to be at my mom's in Pennsylvania. So I got the call from the convent and I got off the phone and said, okay, everybody pack up. We're leaving in 10 minutes. My mom's going, what happened? And I said, well, Sister Mary Teresa passed away. So that was very much being unstoppable and a little unreasonable. The other example, another example is I wanted to get these uh, groups of, of medical professionals, we'll call them, we'll leave it generic here, together, working together for a common goal. But I'm not in the medical community, so I didn't have the stature to pull them together myself. I didn't have, you know, the, the skin in the game. So I was calling presidents of different medical uh, groups to see if I could get them interested in this idea. And, uh, so I called a bunch of different presidents. Nobody called me back. So I waited to the next year when 
they would have a new president of each organization called those presidents. They would call me back, which was okay. And then I did it the next year. And one of the, one of the presidents called me back and he was like, who are you? What, what do you want? I know you're not a patient. And I just told him, oh, I have this idea for you guys. I think, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it actually went somewhere, believe it or not. But there is, there's that you get the idea of being unstoppable. The first year, none of the presidents called me back. So I just called them again and then called the next round when new people were elected. And my last example here is uh, with that person who I loved, I figured out a treatment that would be really, really beneficial like really beneficial, like life-saving. And uh, one of the specialists said, oh, no, we can't, we can't do that, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, no, no, they're going to have that treatment because that's the right treatment. And you know it's the right treatment. Well, yes, we know it's the right treatment, but, but, but here's all the issues. I said, no, we're going to deal with the issues because they're going to get that treatment. And they did get that treatment, and that treatment helped to save their life, although it's not commonly done. So being unstoppable can produce extraordinary, extraordinary results, just extraordinary things that would never have happened, you know, and that person's health was presented at an international world conference several, many years ago, because they're the only known person from America to have survived past the death date and do well. They're doing really well. So now I have some overall suggestions if you're going to dive in for this. <laughs> and, you know, it's just not the thing you need every day. You don't need this every day. But when you need it, it's like a great tool. You want to have every tool in your toolbox. You want to have power drills and, you know, cordless tools. You want to have the best tools to get through life because life is hard. All right. So the first suggestion, and this is not optional. This is a, actually mandatory. You have to be rational. You have to have rational thinking. Now you might think, oh, I'm rational. Well, here's the thing. Cognitive distortions, which are a form of irrational thinking, are extremely common in the world. Now I'm not saying you have a cognitive distortion. I have no idea whether you have one or not. I just know they're extremely common, as in very, very, very common. If you have a cognitive distortion, your thinking is flawed. You have a flawed perspective, a flawed way of thinking. And if you're going to be unstoppable, you want to be rational. Trust me. Like, I'm rational. And so when I was doing certain projects. I mean, I could tell a lot, a lot more stories about being unstoppable, but you get the gist. But the physicians I was dealing with, you know, they knew I was rational. Like, I'm very rational, logical, and reasonable, although I can also be unstoppable. But you want to get yourself sorted out. And I do have a whole podcast about cognitive distortions. They're really, they're going to, like, shoot you in the foot in life. They're not helpful to you. They're not good for you. And you can get over them. You can absolutely deal with it and get over it. But if you're going to go be unstoppable, you don't want to have flawed thinking. You don't want to have a skewed perspective that's not accurate. That's not helpful. 
and it's not going to be good for you. So the first piece is, do you have a cognitive distortion? If so, deal with it. My podcast will give you the whole flavor of that. My next suggestion, number two, this is also not optional, is that your desire, your desire has to be big enough. It has to be high enough. It has to be larger and greater than your fears, your considerations, your worries, your circumstances. You know, it's got to be big to withstand the journey, whatever the journey is. And it might not be a long journey. It might be short, but you know, your desire has to be high. And that desire includes being committed. Like you can want something, but you're not committed. You've got to want it and be committed. And they're two different things. Next, you want to be clear what you're up to. You know, make an initial plan. When I was calling those presidents of, of medical organizations, I was very clear of the vision. Uh, and when the first doctor finally called me back, I was like, oh, yeah, here's the, here's the plan. Here's the vision. He was like, oh, wow. So, you know, you want to be clear. What are you up to? What are you going for? <clears throat> What's the plan? Next, be prepared to fail. And don't have failing be bad. Don't transform your relationship to failure. You should be going, oh, I failed. Woohoo. Look at me. Let's go again. Let's go again. I mean, it's just like, you know, if you learn to drive, a lot of you know how to drive, you know, it's it's very possible that you, you know, had some hiccups when you were learning to drive. Maybe you ran a stop sign or maybe you went over a curb a little bit or you got too close to the curb. You know, like you learned to drive even though you had some hiccups. I mean, I taught three kids to drive, so I know about the hiccups in driving. And not one of them said, oh, I failed. I'm not going to drive again. I I did this. I'm not going to do it again. No, there's lots of things that you fail in that you keep going for. So you want to bring a healthy and positive relationship to failure if you're going to be unstoppable or if something you're doing requires that or would be good. Next, what's really helpful, generally speaking, always in life, is to have a partner, a buddy, or build a team. Why? You know what? Because life is hard and it's way better when you're doing it with someone or a team of people. So, you know, like, who do you know that doesn't couldn't set goals or couldn't be up to self-improvement or going for something. Everybody you know could be up to something. They could be, but they're they're not. So take them with you. I'm a fan of take people with you. I don't mean take people down with you. I mean take people up with you. All right, so there's that. And oh, by the way, you know, statistically speaking, you'll be way more than 65% more likely to be successful if you have at least a partner and you're like talking about it and working together. My next suggestion is that you pay attention to what happens and what's going on as you're working towards your goal or vision. You want to bring self-awareness and pay attention because that's where you can see little things that are cropping up to get in your way. So you've got to bring kind of a heightened awareness, a heightened being awake and aware to what you're doing. If you're going for something that's just out of your comfort zone or not easy. I mean, if you have to be unstoppable, it's not, you're not talking about everyday things typically. Next, 
You want to be prepared for hiccups. You want to be prepared for being told no. You want to be prepared that it might not be a smooth road. Like, no, it might not be. You might have to do research, which is, by the way, one of the other items on my list here. Don't be afraid to do your own research. And I don't mean like, I mean do your own research. I'm going to leave it at that. Just do your own research. I could say a whole lot more. I could do a whole podcast about that, but I'm not going to. All right, be open-minded. That'll be really helpful to you. Of course, some of the cognitive distortions involve being closed-minded. Being open-minded means you're going to be able to be more receptive to ideas and suggestions. I mean, being open-minded is great in general. Next, be resourceful and be creative. Those are good tools that a lot of people don't employ. Well, they don't employ them because they really don't need to. But sometimes if you're in a, in a situation where being unstoppable is what's called for, then, then more often than not, or at least a good amount of time, being resourceful will be helpful and being creative. And lastly, be willing to learn new things. So that's a whole bunch of suggestions. You've got the idea. You don't need this every day. But boy, it's a great thing to be able to bring to the table when you're up to something big or you've got big dreams or big plans or big goals. Like, you know, it's real and you really want them. Yeah, it's great to be unstoppable. It's it's quite rewarding. I mean, I'm I, I'm using it. I'm using it right now because I'm up to having the world with people who are happier and healthier and feel well loved. I'm up to making a difference in the world where we start seeing the suicide rate go down and down and down and down. And people think I'm crazy. Well, people can think whatever they think. I don't really care what people think because I know that we can do that. And and we should do that. And all the benefits are there, all the financial benefits, all the, you know, like what I'm up to is something really valuable. And people think I'm crazy. Well, okay, one of the definitions of crazy in the dictionary is like wildly excited or enthusiastic. So I'm wildly excited and enthusiastic about helping people find love and happiness and joy and the good stuff and leave sadness, loneliness, and all, you know, like I'm, I'm really, I'm up for that because that touches my heart. All right, so I want to give you a couple takeaways. Number one, it's time to recognize that you can put this being unstoppable tool in your toolbox for when you need it. And it's time to start looking at your life and say, hmm, hmm, what's possible for me? What's possible for me that I might have lost hope for or given up on or thought was impossible? Because now you have a new tool called being unstoppable that you could bring to whatever it is you want. And it's time to get some people together, at least a buddy, to go on this delicious journey to happiness and love and whatever it is you want. Like, hopefully it's good stuff. So I hope you're going to consider that you can have an amazing life. You don't need to be unstoppable in every area, but there's probably some areas where being unstoppable would be the thing you need. 
maybe. So I hope you're going to share this podcast and let me know how I can help you. You've got it. Take care. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast. Episode number 79, Being Unstoppable. I hope you're going to use this idea whenever you feel it's appropriate or whenever you're so inclined. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you get the new ones automatically. Don't forget to share it with your friends and family so they can be unstoppable. And definitely, I hope you'll visit my website to enter my current giveaway. Hang in there for now. You got this. Love you.